welcome to another episode of the Live Immediately podcast with Mike Campbell. Thank you so much for being here. This is where I have conversations with people that are living life on their own terms. We dive deep into those moments that have helped them push through the fears that hold so many of us back. Today, I'm chatting with Ben McCallery. He's the other half of Brooke McCallery, who's the wonderful host of the Slow Home Podcast. Now, Ben and Brooke have had a huge impact on my life, as it was a lot of the lessons that I learned from them and their guests that enabled my family to have the courage to pack, donate, and sell most of our belongings back in Australia and go on this crazy year adventure attempting to house-sit our way through North America. Now, the audio in this is a little bit patchy in a couple of spots, and that's mainly because I was recording this from our first house sit, which was in Clam Lake in the Northwoods of Wisconsin, and Ben was literally about to strap his snowboard on and hit the slopes in Alberta, Canada. But stay with it as Ben shares some amazing stories and moments about how he took the leap to steer his life in a direction of meaning and purpose. Towards the end of our chat, he touches on the alignment of health, happiness, and heart. It's beautiful. It's something I completely agree with. Ben's a great guy. He's a deep thinker, and he's got a kind heart. I hope you enjoy my chat with Ben McCallery. Ben, how are you? G'day, Mike. Good, mate. That's good. And um, you're in Canada as we speak right now. Is that correct? I am. We're, uh, the family's in uh, Alberta, Canada, in a little uh, town called Canmore, which is about 20 minutes drive from uh, the Banff National Park. So we're uh, we're on a bit of a, a well, a bit. It's a four week four week long holiday here, and we're we're um, really enjoying the uh, everything that the that the Rockies, Canada's Rockies is throwing at us in this beautiful warm spring weather. So uh, we're doing a lot of uh, skiing, a lot of sightseeing, a lot of hiking, and uh, it's it's wonderful. Wow, that sounds beautiful. Yeah, we're uh, extremely lucky. We're, uh, we've, we've planned this about six months ago and um, felt like, you know, we've just been working for this, for this uh, time away and, you know, we're, we're really enjoying it. And I think you do need those, don't you? You kind of need that cherry or that reward yeah, along absolutely. the way, that little milestone. Absolutely. But I um, I I first heard of you, like literally heard your voice as um, my, my wife and I, Inga, would listen to your wife, Brooke's podcast, the Slow Home podcast, while we were driving yep. in the car together. Um, and at the beginning of each episode, you and Brooke would talk about the upcoming guest and the upcoming interview and as the weeks and months went by um, and we listened to each episode we would start to kind of get to know a little bit more about Ben and a little bit more about your personality which was great and with the success of the Slow Home Podcast you revealed at the beginning of this year 2016 that you were leaving the security and comfort of your full-time job to focus solely on the podcast and to launch your media company, Jack Rabbit FM, which would include the launching of a number of other podcasts. I want to get to all that a little bit later, mm. but I want to wind the clock back a little bit. Tell me about 
the conversation you and Brooke had many moons ago when she told you that she wanted to start blogging and initially create slowhome.com? Yeah, um, it does feel like many moons ago, that's for sure. It was probably five going on to six years ago now. Um, so it all sort of started following uh, the birth of our second child and um, Brooke got um, quite severe, was diagnosed with severe postnatal depression mm -hmm. and I, I saw her struggling with this um, for, for quite a while before um, it was really diagnosed and we were going through some really tough, uh, difficult times both sort of financially with Brooke's identity as well and, you know, what she wanted to do and it all sort of came she always loved writing you know she's a she's a wonderful writer and you know that's what she studied and <clears throat> she um had uh, had worked uh, in 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 her professional career as a writer so it was always a passion for her and really it was brooks uh, postnatal depression which really brought she started to read a lot about slowing down and and living with less because we felt like our lives were just so cluttered and complicated. You know, we were living in a, a renovated house in, uh, in, in the Blue Mountains and we had this two, um, two garages full of stuff and I'm talking boxes and boxes of all this stuff that we, you know, accumulated through our lives. And, you know, one day we, we'd... Um, we decided like we really needed to uh, make some room because we've got a second bub on the way. And uh, so we we opened the garage and just almost, you know, fell down by the amount of stuff that we had um, and quickly closed the garage and, and tried to not think about it yeah. again. But, um, you know, as, as you sort of work through, um, you know, the many sort of um, – wonderful people on you know in the on online community um they've also got these really rich resources of how to tackle um you know life's clutter and so we finally worked through that and uh and it was brooks writing about that writing about the process that really launched uh slow your home and at that stage mike i i was an outsider i've got to say i, I really didn't get into the um that that sort of lifestyle yeah. until much later on and it was really led by Brooke and really seeing seeing her do it in a practical sense which sort of opened my eyes up more broadly to to living uh, living intentionally and slowing down and, and and what was that that moment or what 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 was it that you saw was it the improvement that you saw in Brooke and how it was improved yeah. like changing her for the better or it was, and, and it wasn't one single moment, Mike, because it, 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 for me, it, it happened over, over a course of, of years almost because, you know, I, I saw how much it improved her, her mental state. Um, I saw how much more time we had as a family on the weekend. You know, it wasn't full for half a day of cleaning the house and, you know, tidying up and everything. We, had, we just had more time. And I think it... When I, once I thought about it, I was saying, why? Why do we have all this spare time now? Why isn't Brooke, you know, cleaning the linen cupboard or, you know, it, it, it was that practical. I needed to see it before I really believed it. Um, so um, it, over time, it, it really sort of, 
it yeah realigned our priorities i think and 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 um and it's it's now you know we're we're sort of yeah good five years into it and uh, i'm still learning i've got to say i'm still learning and i think as as we all are um the 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 benefits of it it's interesting that you you talk about the mental side of things because often with you know living intentionally or or slow living or minimalism whatever badge you want to give it a lot of it is to do with the getting rid of the physical things um but i know with with my wife it was the drop in her anxiety was the huge Mm -hmm. um the huge win for us and then obviously there's all these other snowball effects that that come from that um which again it, it is that kind of mental clutter um for want of a better phrase absolutely so then there was this idea of a podcast this this podcast was born um how did how did that happen i'm i'm gathering that you don't have a background in audio engineering correct <laughs> <laughs> have you been listening to the production yeah. values of, the, of my podcast i think they're great and and i to be honest without kind of steering off uh, into the woods here i i love the little um the kind of little team that you and brooke have there's this well i've got these skills and i've got these skills let's marry them together and voila it's um it's great yeah so yeah i don't have a background in in you know audio engineering but i've always been around media and sort of understand how media works whether that's radio or tv and, and journalism because that's that's sort of my background so knew knew enough and did a did a did a course in in podcasting actually through one of the clients that I had at the time. Yeah. So um, that was quite quite beneficial. And um, really, again, it was Brooke. Brooke, Brooke led it. She said, look, well, I think, you know, again, I think it, it, it ties into to the evolution of, of how we've our journey so far as Brooke one day said, I write, you know, four, four or five uh, blogs a week and, I, and I'm, I'm not enjoying it anymore because I'm, I, it's now taking over a lot of my time. And Brooke is a is a perfectionist by nature mm. so she would um you know she would work on 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 blog posts for days on end and she sort of said what do you think about podcasting and at the time i'd i'd just um started to do some podcast work with with some of my clients and i felt that it was you know a really really sensible idea to to cut back on some of the the blogs but also give another channel give another avenue for for her listeners to and, and readers to uh, to hear what she has to say, and um, you know she's interviewed some some really inspiring people. So I think it's um, again was was Brooke led, but um, yeah, we we sort of teamed up quite well, uh, and um, and uh, it seems to be working. It definitely does, and obviously there's been a huge success with the Slow Home podcast. And in 2015, correct me if I'm wrong, but it was in the top 10 of the best of iTunes podcast. Is that correct? Yeah, the best new pod, podcasts uh, for 2015. So we're, we were very, very excited about that. That was wonderful. You can't not say podcast, can you? Po- I know. <laughs> I always stumble. And for, for those people listening, that's what Ben and Brooks' kids call the podcast. So that's um, anyway, an inside joke for the people that actually listen to the podcast. <laughs> exactly. Um, at At... What point did you realize then, hey, this podcast thing seems to really be working. It's kind of ticking on. 
yeah, it's um, it's an interesting interesting phenomenon the podcasting because uh, you know ten years ago podcasts sort of started you know to to make a little bit of headway, but then they lost their way a little bit. Um, people just became not not so interested in listening to them, and I think it was the the big big podcasts like the serials that sort of brought it back to um, you know the globe's attention, and it was recognizing that um, through through my work um, a lot of a lot of the clients were really interested in in hearing about podcasts, but found it really difficult and too technical. And how do we do this? And how do we reach an audience? So it, it was sort of it was a snowball effect, if you like, of of uh, the bit of momentum that the podcast community has created, and then just being in in people's minds um, as a, as another really genuine connection with an audience, because I think it's it's all about that you know hearing people and and the way they express themselves and that connection that they get. That's when you that's when you really trust. And, and he, trust what people are saying. So, um, you know, I, I find the medium um, extremely helpful. And I'm not, I'm not like you. You, you were uh, you, you listen to podcasts on your commute, and um, I did exactly the same. I when I was commuting um, an hour and a half each way into work, um, podcasts were my saviour because I'd listen to listen to them just on, uh, you know on the train and, and on the on the on the trams and everything to to get me through the commute it's, it's, and the boredom. Yeah, and it's honest, I kinda got into podcasts through audiobooks. I just didn't have time okay. yeah. to to read much anymore and then I found Audible and then I was talking to a friend, he's telling me about podcasts and when I discovered podcasts I was like, you know when you have those moments where it's like there's a there's a line in the sand. I have my life before podcasts. Yeah, yeah and I exactly. Have my life after, exactly. and and now that I'm not commuting, which I'm I'm loving because I get to spend more time with my family. Mm. But but I'm I have this thing. I don't get to listen to podcasts as much anymore. So now my podcast routine is around when I'm cleaning the home. Mm. That's that's my. I get excited to vacuum because I get to listen for thirty minutes or so. But um. You spoke about evolution before, and at the end of 2015, there was there was a definite evolution um, for this journey, and there was a, there was a moment um, where you made the gutsy decision to take that leap of faith and leave a full time job. Can you take me back to that moment? Tell me where you are and the thought process that you went through to arrive at that decision. Yeah, sure. Um... It's very clear in my mind still because it really wasn't that long ago. Um, 1st of January 2016, we were sitting down at the breakfast table and as you do on those sort of milestone days, you start to reflect on the year that was and then the goals and aspirations for the coming year. And we were writing these down separately. So we were, we were intentionally sat down. We had a piece of paper each and we were writing down, you know, what 2015 was, what we enjoyed, what we would like to do um, for 2016, what we could do better individually and as a team. And we, w when we swapped our papers over, we were reading one, an one another's papers. And, and then I sort of sat, sat back and just said, for us to do this, um, we need to have a significant change. And you know, on the on Brooks piece of paper, she's saying, "Oh, time! I, I'm going to have more time this year because kids, both kids, are at school now. Um, 
and she's going to have more time sort of throughout the day to to um, you know work and and um, and you know contribute financially. So that was a real focus for her. Mm. And then mine was sort of you know the opposite as as opposed to I need to find more time. Mm. <laughs> um, I need to change the way I'm doing things because it's not helping me um, in my mental state. And um, you know the commute, the, the hour and a half commute each way was just it's unsustainable longer term, even though I'd been doing it for, for 10 years. So um, if I could just backtrack a little bit, just just sort of talk about that a little bit before because uh, it was a moment um, throughout last year, probably toward the you know, middle of last year where I was on the train and um, I think I was working away on my laptop and in my head, I know, I, I, was, I was thinking about all the things that I needed to do for the day and, you know, um, unpacking all that and what my day looked like and I felt this tightness in my chest and you know and, and I was very aware of it so I had to stop typing and everything and then the the tightness sort of started to work work its way through the, my entire body until I was having severe panic attack on this packed train and felt like I couldn't breathe so I I had to get off it at Parramatta station, which was halfway to work and sat down and, and put my head between my knees and, you know, I was hyperventilating basically. And it was, I thought I was having a heart attack. So I went to the hospital and, and it all, it all checked out fine, thankfully. But, um, yeah, it was a, it was a panic attack because I was, I was just so anxious. I was, um, you know, this mental state of then the physical reaction uh, to it, so um, that was really the the end the end point, if you like. At that point, we knew something had to change. So the first of January provided this sort of opportunity, a number of factors sort of aligned for us to, you know, make that the big jump. That was kids being at school, um, Brooke having sort of more time to work on on Jackrabbit FM and and contribute financially. So. You know, we I, we I think both came to this realization. For this to happen, we need to we need to um, I need to stop my my full time employment um, at the time and 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 devote more time to to our endeavors. So uh, it was I got to tell you, Mike, the 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 point in time is so I, I can still feel it. I can feel still feel the sensation of it, and it was equal parts I'm scared. And and um, a huge relief, like it felt like this big, you know, book of concrete had finally lifted off my chest, and uh, and then it and then it sort of settled in, and, and then it was all about just trying to make this work, being very passionate about what we're doing. So, um, you know, it was um, yeah, it was it was magic. It was a you know really really nice nice feeling once it happened. And you have mentioned before that. You, are, you do typically steer away from risk. Obviously, there was a massive leap of faith um, with a, a whole ocean of potential risk. What, what was your biggest con- concern or worry or fear about leaving your job and, and kind of giving this a, a good hard go? Yeah, I think it was the weight 
of history of of being the sort of the breadwinner for the family and i tied my identity up with my work as, as a lot of people do and um it felt it just you know it, it took a long time for me to reach this conclusion that people are not going to look down on me for doing this and whether it be colleagues or family and and i've been very you know as you said i, I was pretty risk adverse person really and didn't really take too many financial risks and I, you know and for that reason we were, we were quite comfortable but um you know it, it really wasn't I was it really wasn't passionate about the way I was doing. it felt like 2015 I was on autopilot the whole year and that's what I wrote on my on my page um on the 1st of January I was in autopilot I, I, you know I was really not passionate about anything and uh and wanted to change that I'm sure there's a lot of people listening to this that are on autopilot themselves. Like, did you, was it just a, an epiphany kind of thing that you're like, well, I knew, I had a massive panic, panic attack. I had to get off the train. Mm -hmm. I, need, I need to make change. Do you think that people need that bigger kick up the butt to kind of push through and, and unplug from autopilot or, mm. or is it, are there certain strategies that you think people can put into place? Yeah, it's a difficult one. I think it's going to come down to personality. Brooke, my wife, is is totally different and um, loves taking risks and and loves loves change, mm. and but that's just her personality. So, for me, I needed I needed it to be, you know, physically staring me in the face, yeah. <laughs> and 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 I needed this physical reaction. And I guess that just comes down to my to my personality, but. You know, it's about knowing yourself and knowing what are the what are your what are your buttons really? What are the buttons that need to be pressed for you to be to 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 change the way you're doing things? And uh, you know, that I think that's just my personality. You know, Brooke has to tell me, Ben, you're sick. Go to the doctor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so um, yeah, it's a, it's a difficult question, but I, I guess for in terms of of, of the strategies, you just got to understand yourself and. And what are the what are the factors uh, that, or what are the priorities really? What are you what are you really prioritizing, and and why? And, and constantly asking the question why. And obviously, to leave your job was to focus a lot on the media company that you were launching, Jackrabbit FM, um, which also included the launching of a, another handful of podcasts. But where, where did that idea of, hey, let's kind of build a little bit of a community, which involved a few more podcasts, come from? Yeah, it was. Um, well, it was. It was obviously the wonderful network and community of, of individuals that have um, sort of come through Brooks' blog over the last five years, and um, it's it's connecting with these like-minded people that have similar passions and, and, and energies as you do. And, um, again, I think there was a bit of a technical barrier for, for people in regards to podcasting. And it was then us just helping them, helping them set up the podcast. And then Brooke was saying, well, why don't we, why don't we actually create a, a bit of a brand around this so that people can, you know, we, we, we can have these shows that involve people with, with similar, attitudes and similar philosophies so that you know that there's this network of shows that people can sort of tap into and 
and and find these you know some some pretty wonderful stories so it was uh again Brooke my wife uh, thought of the name jackrabbit comes from uh it's actually a pretty funny story we were um we were <clears throat> 12 years ago this is why we're in Canada actually at the moment we're having a bit of a reunion this weekend we were 12 years ago we worked in uh, on the snowfields in uh at Sunshine Village in Banff mm-hmm. and um, Brooke and I were just dating at the time but we were working on this lift. Brooke, Brooke was working on a jackrabbit lift and I was working on Wolverine lift and we were at the top of top shacks of these lifts and, um, you know, it was that moment we're looking over the magical um, Rocky Mountains and just a beautiful spring day and we were just like, how lucky are we to, to be here? And um, it was, you know, at that moment that I knew that, you know, I, I wanted to be with Brooke for the rest of our, you know, our lives. So it's got a very special place um, and that's why, that's where the, the, the term jackrabbit came from. And, um, yeah, you know, that's a pretty funny story. That's nice. Um, and so with jackrabbit FM, what, what has been your biggest learning curve with that? Yeah, it's um, it, it's very time uh you're going to spend a lot of time um, editing podcasts, and I and I produce sort of half the podcast, so that includes editing them. And um, it's I think it's the constant, you know, learning curve of about new ways of of actually producing podcasts. And um, you know, you can spend a lot of time editing a podcast, and well, I don't I don't tend to do that, but it's 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 developing that skill set. I think that um, is is you know, has been really ch- rewarding but equally challenging and, you know, many, many nights up late sort of Googling why, why this problem is, is happening. Yeah. Um, that's, I think that's pretty the, probably the hardest thing. Wow. So what influences over the past 18 months on your life, on your family, on your relationship, what has been your biggest thing that you've learned about yourself with all this change that's been happening in your life? Yeah, I think it's resilience. Um, it's it's being being able to, um, you know, carve out this sort of niche <laughs> um, without having any idea whether it's going to be successful or not. And it's all about resilience and just backing yourself. And uh, you know, that took a lot of a lot of uh, time for me to sort of get the guts for, if you, if you know what I mean. I I, I needed to uh, really sort of work myself up to this stage and you know while I say that the first of January presented that environment you know it was it was many years in the making and uh and so you know I think it's the resilience and I think Brooke and I's skill set work really well together and we're very similar in a number of areas but um opposites in a few as well which I think seem to work really well she uh um we're we're obviously very inspired by your your story mike and mm-hmm. how you sort of you've unpacked uh, sorry you packed and and left australia for this wonderful um wonderful journey through uh america um just in i think it was december last year wasn't it yeah. and um i i feel like we're getting there we're going to get to that sort of stage where we're really just going to to sort of up and go and i think that jackrabbit fm pr- presents an opportunity for us to be able to work anywhere, and um, that's so. That's what we're really going to try and work on over the next next little while. But um, yeah, to answer your question, I think it's I think I think it's all about you know the resilience, and and I just didn't know that that was an attribute that I had. 
Oh, that's great. What freedoms, if any, do you think you've been given or you, you have since starting Jackrabbit FM? Like, uh, yeah, I, yeah, the freedoms of being able to spend more time with the family. Has that happened or is starting the company, you know, those the, that free time gets filled? Uh, no, absolutely. So the, the real sort of, um, you know, reckoning for me was last year I – I um I was able to pick up my daughter from school twice. Um, wow. This year I can pick up my son and daughter basically any day of the week, yeah. and and for me that's the real. I just love that, and I love their faces when they when they see you know me coming to pick them up because you know so far it's it's a bit of a novelty you know dad's here at school so uh, I love having that time with the family being able to sit down and actually do you know, help with the kids' homework. I just never, never got that experience because I'd I'd leave home at before seven o'clock, sometimes before they've even woken up and, and home when they're when they're in bed at night. So uh yeah, that was really one of the, the big lifestyle changes that needed to happen you know, in two thousand and sixteen and I'm and I'm very, very, very happy that um it's worked out so far. Yeah, that's great. I, I noticed that with with Inga and running her my wife and she running her own um design company she still works her butt off but she gets mm. to choose when she does it do you know what i mean so if there's a period where she's exactly. really busy hey yeah she's working heaps but if the sun's shining and it's summertime back in newcastle she's down having a walk at the beach you know yeah. what i mean or or you know yeah, time absolutely. time with our daughter and things like that i'm really interested to, to see from you it's it's often the case when you're working um for yourself is being able to to stop <laughs> being in those times where you're just saying I need to stop now because um, I feel like the my working week previously or my working day previously was was quite um, condensed into this sort of eight hour period but now it can be as long as 18 hours mm. if I allowed it to be so what what are what do you guys do um, what sort of strategies do you do you adopt to make yeah. sure that you've stopped? One of the best things that we did back home in Newcastle, we renovated our garage. So it was a an old, we've got like this beautiful 1920s Art Deco two-bedroom kind of home and it had this mm -hmm. old garage that couldn't even fit a garage and it was like this old shed. So we decided to renovate it and the front half became a shed and the back half was Inga's studio. So that was her space. So mm. she still kind of went there to work and then left there. And yeah, there would be some nights that she would need to work late if, if needed. But previous to that, the computer was, you know, just an arm's length away. Mm. So it was, you could always just kind of turn it on. Um, that's kind of what we do. But if there's work that needs to be done, then there's work that need, needs to be done. But what mm. I keep kind of, and this is where I kind of come in with the company, everyone's, when people want things done, it's always going to be urgent. But like really, what, what is that deadline? And to say to someone, yeah, not a problem. I can definitely do that. I can't get around to it for two weeks is not a, not a problem. You know, mm. obviously if there are other clients or bigger clients or someone needs a wedding illustration, Inga's an illustrator, needs a wedding illustration and they've got a wedding date that's, you know, two weeks out, well, we'll bend over mm. backwards for that. Mm. But there are some deadlines that just, 
self-imposed deadlines. Um, and like in, in, in business without going off on a tangent here, I've always found that people want more of two things, money and time. And there are two mm. things that always get wasted and that's money and time. Mm. Um, mm. And I've really been, cause like Brooke, Ing is a little bit of a perfectionist. Um, yeah. a, a phrase that I, I heard um, about six weeks ago that I'm really living by now. And that is done Trump's perfect. And mm-hmm. because we can just hold on to things, oh, it's not perfect, it's not perfect, it's not perfect, and we, we don't release it, or we spend so much time. And now I'm like, okay, yeah, that's done. Could I spend an extra four hours fine-tuning it? Yeah, but it's done, mm-hmm. and, it's, and it's better to release that, let it go, move on to the next thing, or play with Andy, our daughter, or, or do whatever. Um, but that's where I think the parameters that we've put into place. Um, and hearing those words come out of my mouth, we might do that like 60% of the time. Yeah, that's it, that's um, it isn't it? Yeah. yeah, but it's... I really like the, phys- the phys- physical space though of work versus home, I think is really important. And and, uh, and that works great with our daughter as well because she knows mm. when mummy's in there, okay, that's her her time. Do you know what I mean? Don't Don't kind of keep knocking on the door and interrupting her. Yeah. Um, yeah. and when mummy's out of there, then, then we can kind of all play together. Um, but it's, yeah, even in, and Hey, you might not have a studio that you can use, but it might just be that particular room and you, you close the door, um, and things like that. But as we said, it's the freedom, like you might be leaving your office at home at three o'clock to go pick up your daughter and son, you know, in a normal job, you'd still be working. So you give up two hours there and you might need to yeah. tack that two yeah. hours later on in the night. Um, and that's, I think, the, one of the big benefits of working um, for yourself, having that freedom to choose when things happen. Um, but Ben, I'm really conscious that um, you've got the beautiful slopes of Canada um, trying to pull you out of the door. I just have two final questions. <laughs> <laughs> The the first one is um, there's a guy or a girl driving in the car, catching a bus, walking to work, listening to this podcast, and they've had this idea or a side hustle playing in their mind um, for a while. They might have kind of tinkered with it already, um, and they know to really give it their all, they might need to, to leave their full-time job. What would your advice to that person be? For me, my and it comes down to your own personality, which I think we've we've spoken about before. But think about the three H's because it's what what really you know, really helped me. First H is your health. So, what are you doing, and what do you make sure that you you got your health now and for the future? And that could be your physical health and your mental health. The second is is happiness. So, um, you know, what what makes you happy, or what's your passion, and you really need to think about putting in place things that sort of promote that that happiness. And then thirdly, it's about heart. So, again, it sort of taps into the into passion. But what do you actually love? What do you what do you love doing? And and what's your priorities? So, uh, I hope you know that those three H's really helped me, and um, and and sort of paved the way for a, for a, 
for my journey um, into sort of self-employment this year. Wow, that's I like that. That's really great. Um, and one final question that I ask everyone on the podcast, Ben, and that's to describe your perfect day. <laughs> oh, wow, I'm living the dream now, Mike. It's uh, <laughs> it's getting up, having having coffee on our um, on the top of our sort of where a, a bit of a sort of an apartment block, but on the third level of our apartment, we've got a uh, this outdoor seating. And on the first morning, I went up there and had a had a coffee and watched the sunrise over the Rockies and uh, and having that sort of time that it was just me and I had that time for myself to sort of gather my gather gather my thoughts and and think about how uh, happy and how fortunate I am to be here and um, you know and followed up by a, a pretty uh, magical day on the slopes, uh, snowboarding, and, and and with my family, um, coming back and having a home cooked meal, sitting around the table discussing what what we achieved today and what, and what made our made our, what were the best parts of our day, and um, yeah, that that's that sounds like a a pretty wonderful day. Well, it sounds pretty wonderful to me too. Mate, thank you so much for taking the time, Ben, and for everything that you and Brooke have created together and the lessons that you're both teaching so many people. It's really, really cool. Um, if people want to reach out to you and connect with you, what's the best way for them to do that? Okay, on on uh, on Twitter, I'm at uh, Ben Zero underscore MC. I don't tweet, tweet that much, but when I do, um, you know, I, 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 I make it count. <laughs> um, equally, they can find uh, me on obviously Slow Your Home podcast, Slow Home podcast, or at slowyourhome.com. Got you. And there's also jackrabbit.fm um, with all the other great podcasts that you guys have your, your fingers on as well. I'll make sure that all the show notes and links are at liveimmediately.com. Um, thank you, everyone, for listening. And until next time, have fun and That was another episode of the Live Immediately podcast with Mike Campbell. Thanks so much for listening. The original Live Immediately theme music is by the multi-talented Timothy McPhee. You can check out his music at firekites.bandcamp.com. If you enjoyed the show, had some fun, and maybe even learned something, then make sure you subscribe via iTunes. And while you're there, why not leave a rating and a review? You know it's going to make my day. Thanks for stopping by and giving me some of your time today. I'll catch you on the next episode. And until then, have fun and live immediately.